0: Today on an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that naturally gives off the scent of honey-baked hams. Yes, that is correct. While simply listening to these ghost stories, you will naturally begin to pick up the sweet and succulent aromas of a delicious honey-baked ham. What happens when a husband and wife move into a new home? Only to discover that late in the night, someone or something will do next to anything to prevent them from sleeping. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Stories online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and possibly
0: the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. to you show your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And hey, now you can become an extra podcast person through Apple Podcasts. Get access to all the bonus episodes, all the advanced episodes, uh, the Archive, all of it commercial-free. You can even try it for three days free through Apple Podcasts and our subscription channel there. So uh, do check that out if you're not on Apple Podcasts. You can do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash realghoststories or our website, ghostpodcast.com to get all the same content on any of those three sources. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on?
1: Well, Tony... um, I just wanted to ask you about worshiping Satan and uh, yeah, yeah, your horrible Satan worshiping ways.
0: Well, I, I do have that, that involve to,
1: Halloween.
0: I have to profess on All Hallows' Eve. I sometimes can't help myself, but when we're out and about getting candy with the children, the children, <laughs> the yeah,
1: you know, the
0: children, um. I, I, I like I like oh look Harper you got a, a stickers there. Hail Satan! You have a stickers. <laughs> and my voice changes and it gets really weird and then like some of the people look at you and it's like look we're here. we're worshiping Satan That's what we're supposed to do. What is that you got there, honey? Oh, you got some Skittles. Praise the Almighty Dark Wall Lord. <laughs> and you know that's you know so I don't know. Some people found. Now, uh, we went trick-or-treating and uh, Harper uh, walks up to uh, one of the houses and there's a big note on the door. And a lot of times it says, you know, please take one because there's a candy bowl below it. Uh, This one said, "Uh, we do not, I sent it to you, like, we do not give out, uh, we do not worship Satan. Please do not ring or knock the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I texted back, I'm like, yeah, because nothing says Satan more than adorable kids in costume. oh, costumes my. asking for candy. God. Like, that is so satanic. And then Harper like, turns
0: around and, and I'm like, like, what? And she just kind of looks at me and she goes, we can't get any candy because we worship Satan, Dad. <laughs> and there's some other people walking along with their kids. And I'm like, what? And she says, the sign says, Uh, We don't worship Satan. Please don't knock a ring. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. Well, you know, there is those days of the week where we do hail the dark Lord. And uh, then like one of the other uh, dads around, he's like, well, let's go hail Satan down this way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because that's what y'all's out there doing.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Gathering candy and recruiting other satanic members. Enjoying a,
0: a nice eve, nice autumn evening with your kids and family and just having fun. And everyone's in a good mood. I can't think of anything darker.
1: Yeah, because especially like when your daughter wants to be Cinderella. Yeah. I've got her now. That's going to have her worshiping Satan in no yep. time. Because we're Cinderella. And then she worships
0: Satan. I'd love to. Like, Cinderella,
1: Snickers, Snickers, Reese's, Reese's. Another costume, another costume. But within five years, you might have a satanic cult.
0: Exactly. That, that's what leads to uh, Satanism. Usually is uh, close families that are uh, doing a family activities together. Usually one of the first signs. Uh, like, oh, shit's going down here now. Uh, but no, my God. I, I just, I would love to know what goes through people's minds that this is how they think. I know it's you years know, of conditioning in a you know, cult, but when,
1: but when I read that last night, I'm like, you know, why not this? Shut your door, turn off your porch light, and don't answer the door.
0: Well, they the had
1: satanic people
0: because they had to get their little point across. And
1: exactly,
0: I don't know what the because hell I'm like, it is.
1: what? Now, maybe it'd be one thing if y'all were doing a bonfire with, um,
0: goat heads. You
1: know, yeah, yeah, goat heads. Thank you. That would that might like if you stumbled upon that, it would be like this feels satanic to me.
0: You know looking what
1: looking at those adorable children going house to house saying trick or treat doesn't feel so satanic.
0: You know, I, 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 I'm not uh into uh you know doing satanic rituals, but you know what? That that person who wrote that makes me almost want to go do a satanic ritual in their front yard. Like go down to the Barnes and Noble, get a book about it. And then, you know, maybe go find a rabbit or something and uh, light a a fire, do a sacrifice in the yard and uh, go, okay, fine. You stay in there. We'll do the ritual right here uh, in front of the the little garden gnome. Maybe we'll involve the garden gnome.
1: (laughs) And while we're at it, we're going to burn a pentagram into your front yard. (laughs) Because... That's how we satanic cult people work. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) We live for that shit.
0: I'm like, uh, that
1: is just so weird to me. The whole world is so fucked up lately. That's why, like, when we talk about ghosts, it just doesn't seem that weird. Because when you read the news, that feels weird.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The people are are.
1: This, this, this is normal. normal when we do this. Show. <laughs>
0: we've, we've, somehow we've 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 gone and 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 our reality has shifted that dramatically over the
1: years. It's like no even worries. like this week, because Nan this is um like the day after Halloween, but Nancy Pelosi this week, her husband got attacked yeah. in their house. And so next thing you know, they're like, Yeah, well, he was having sex with a man, and the man was trying to get away from him. Who? Like, wh- I saw. Where, like, wh- are you where did that-, that information? Yes,
0: I like. Where is that information coming from?
1: Not the police. You know, I have no idea what really happened. Yeah, nobody does. They haven't really. Re- yeah, the guy said he's guilty. The guy's like, yeah, I went yeah. in there looking for Nancy Pelosi. I you wanted know, to. I was after her. I wanted to break her knee, and
0: that's what it seems to be. But you know what? I mean, and I didn't I didn't just like believe that random story or something, you know, when i s I'm like that just seems like somebody said this and then somebody ran with it. Um, but it did run through my mind, like, is there like some sort of is this a a fair type thing going on that turned bad or what? But I don't think it it was seemingly with what we know now.
1: Or like poor Jerry Lee Lewis's family. They can it's like, oh, he's dead. TMZ came out. It's like Jay Lee Lewis died. He's not dead. Like he's not, he now he's dead.
0: Oh, he's dead now. There was
1: a first story about three or four days before he died. TMZ came out with the story that he's dead. Then all these radio stations and stuff run with it. And then he's not. (laughs) And the family's like, he's not dead. You know, he's not doing very good, obviously,
0: but he's not dead. Oh, no. That's so. Then they
1: have to retract all the stories and then he
0: died. And then he's dead. He's the, (laughs) We we did this with Michael Jackson. Uh, we actually, we 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 ran with the TMZ headline at the five o'clock news uh, that Michael Jackson had died. And then our program director came running into the studio going, why are you reporting this? It's not official. It's not official. And then we said, well, we got TMZ. We need three sources. Yeah. TMZ that is officially doing it. I think like NBC or somebody else was doing it as well. But it's not official. It's like uh, you got like two major ones here that are saying it. We're going to go with that. And, and then like, yeah, then like three seconds later, again, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. But that was, uh, we still joke about
1: that. But the Jerry Lee Lewis, like he wasn't dead.
0: No, that, then that's, that's, you gotta be careful on that. You can't, you can't do it unless you're pretty damn sure he's dead. But
1: I guess somebody's like, he's not moving. <laughs> like I, yeah. Because he obviously wasn't doing very good, so how did that story break? Wouldn't like, that
0: be interesting to be Jerry Lee Lewis right before you die and you get to see the coverage of your death, like, and then you die? <laughs> like, well, yeah. this is how I go out, I guess.
1: Like, who told him I was dead? I'm not no. dead. No. Or, this, or like B Arthur, like all of a sudden on Facebook it starts going around that B Arthur died and everybody's like, oh my God, I loved her. I loved her. And it's like, no, but she's been dead for like four years. <laughs> It just starts
0: going around. Honestly, I I thought the same about Jerry Lee Lewis when I saw that this week. I'm like, I thought he had been dead for a while, honestly. I
1: Googled it the first time. I heard it last week or whenever it was. I was like... Uh, And so I looked, and he wasn't. But then... Some of these are
0: almost getting to be Mandela (laughs) effect-like. situation. I swear to God, there's been a couple... Where I'm like, wait a second. No, I vividly remember the reporting on this person. Angela Lansbury. I thought she'd been dead for quite a while, honestly. And I can almost vividly remember hearing about it. And I, I don't know. I don't. I, I was like, really? I, I In my mind, she's probably died like seven times already <laughs> over the last 20 years. Uh, so I'm always surprised. You, the
1: world is so messed up. It's just so, it's like, I don't know what to believe. I don't
0: know. I I think some of these, I think some of these are coming back from the grave and um, taking a a second pass at life.
1: (laughs) Well, if I ever come back from the grave, you're going to be the first to know it, my friend. I
0: can't wait. We'll have the first podcast involving a a dead person as a co-host. It'll be, it'll be really exciting. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Let's go to a uh, caller first and uh, hear a ghost story. Go for it. Let's hear it.
2: My name is Liam from Columbus, Ohio.
0: I'll edit that
2: part. I am 29 years old. And again, Columbus, Ohio. A couple years ago, my family, and extended family, went to Michigan for Thanksgiving. And it was actually the Friday after Thanksgiving, which is on Thursday, of course. And we always go to... Friday Thanksgiving at my aunt's house, and they live on Grosio Island in Michigan. Well, because the family is getting larger, usually we stay at my aunt's house, but this time we stayed at this inn, which is on the island. Um, This is a nine-by-three-mile island, so very small, but we stayed in a very, very old place. Um, In my previous call, I talked about how I don't think I'm as sensitive, um, but this is an experience that a whole group of us had. So we're at this inn, we're staying there for the weekend, and we're at our ha- aunt's for the meal, and then we went back to the inn late at night, and a few of us decided to play cards, me and my sisters. We're all in our you know upper 20s, early 30s. Um, their kids were put down to sleep upstairs. This inn probably has maybe four large bedrooms, four or five large bedrooms in the upstairs area, but that's it. The downstairs, there's a large table, um, really old place um So we're sitting there playing cards. Euchre is a big card game in the Midwest. We were playing that game, and pretty much for the whole evening, um we just thought somebody, somebody in the fourth room, because we were occupying three rooms. So there was somebody in the fourth room. Um, we didn't know who they were, and we just heard all this running. It was like running back and forth, and it was getting really loud who is up there and who is this person? And they kept checking on my nephews. um, So a baby and a toddler at the time, and they were fast asleep. And so we checked on them several times, nothing, they're upstairs. You can hear us coming up and down the stairs, but we'd get back to playing cards and we would just hear running back and forth. Like what the heck? So finally the inn owner um, comes in to check and says, are you guys in for the night? We're like, yeah. And they said, they, they left a number for us if we need anything. And we're set. We (laughs) said, Who's, who's in that fourth room? And they're like, oh, it's my niece. Um, but she's not in right now. We're like, oh, okay. Who, that's great. We didn't ask about the running, but we all just looked at each other and we're like, not normal. Um, someone's clearly running back and forth. Um, and my nephew, I think he was maybe about three or four at the time. He he was in like his pack and play. He couldn't get out of that thing. And again, we kept checking he was sleeping. Um, we stayed there a second creepy at night somehow. I mean, we all managed to sleep, but we all pretty much agreed that something was running back and forth upstairs and they were not being quiet about it. And, um, we ran into the niece once and it didn't even seem like she was really there. She would come in late at night and then pretty much go straight to sleep because she was right next door to us. Um, and I was like, don't think she's running. Um, So shorter story, but, um, probably the only experience I've had where a whole group of us are like, that's strange. And it got to the point where it kind of kept us up at night in the end, but we're, um, happy for Sunday to come so we could, you know, leave. Um, but that's all there is to that. So, um, again, love listening to your show. I've only been listening for about a week and a half, but I love it so far. I've been listening every day. Um, And I hope to become an EPP member. Um, Have a good night. Bye.
0: Thank you for sharing uh, that story with us. And creepy one.
1: Well, and so they're like on a getaway and then you have to live with that. It's like, it's bad when you, you know, you go someplace and you're going to go have fun. It's like, yeah, we couldn't wait to leave. And (laughs) finally we were able to go. Yeah. It's like. It's kind of sad in a way.
0: It it is like
1: you were trying to have all this fun, and all you do is like, what the fuck is that?
0: Yeah, I I think uh, I, I would be that same way though. It's it's just what the hell was going on here, and just being ready to get out.
1: Well, they got no answers, and then when you continue to hear that, yeah, it's like okay, obviously someone is running back and forth. Next. I mean, that's a very distinct kind of sound. Sure. You know, or maybe it was like something in the ceiling like raccoons, but they kind of have a different, like, you can kind of tell those little paws versus feet. Yeah. (laughs) You know, sounds very different. Mm -hmm. Not like I have tons of experience with raccoons running around above me, but I heard it before.
0: A lot of us do, you know. But it's
1: also (laughs) creepy because, you know, if you do hear it, it does sound like. Yeah, something paranormal because you're not ready for it.
0: And they can make really freaky noises too that do sound like people sometimes.
1: Oh yeah, because you had that one at the radio station where you heard it. It was a raccoon or something.
0: It was running on the ceiling tiles and it was going to fall into one of the rooms. Uh, It was like between the floor and the the subfloor of the upstairs. And it was scurrying around and then... uh, I think like animal we got Eric or somebody got animal control in there or something, but so it didn't die. Yeah, that well, I was waiting for it just to fall in on me when I'm in the studio because you could see the um the tiles
1: moving. Oh Jesus!
0: That's that's what made it scary because it wasn't like oh it's just up in the attic. It's no, it got down, you know, and it's literally walking on the tiles. Which or, is
1: crazy because you and I were in the same room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it did it in the evening one night and it was just, yeah, it was, it was creepy. I, I went upstairs yeah. and I could hear it. Like it was making some chirping noises and I think I found, or I don't, I didn't think I found it. Um, but I, I, I think i narrowed it down to like some back corner of that attic. Um, and it was, you know, hiding underneath boards, but yeah, it was.
1: Hell no, I couldn't have done that.
0: Would that have been great? It would have been like, uh, uh, Christmas vacation, when I come running down the stairs with a, a raccoon on my back or something. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just another day.
1: Just scared the crap out of me.
0: Just another day in radio. 855 853 4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, let's go to another story. Let's do this one. As a child, I was never a skeptic nor hardcore believer of ghosts and the paranormal, but just as any child experiences the settling creaks and moans of the house at night or having a runaway imagination after your father lets you watch a scary movie before bed, I was no stranger to these moments. And until this situation, I had never had a firm experience with something as unexplained and yet confirmed by another person. The story ultimately begins in late August of 2010, when my now-wife, then-girlfriend, and I first moved in together. It was a big move for both of us. We hadn't been together more than a year, and like any new couple, we argued and fought, especially with combining our stuff in our new home. we had found an apartment in Vancouver, Washington, that we both fell in love with. As my girlfriend described them, it was something out of Miami Vice. Spacious, modern, one-bedroom, and a bathroom with a studio loft apartment on the third floor. We both loved it, spent the entire day moving in and dreaming how we'd decorate and arrange our new oasis. However, at this time, we were still waiting on some of our new furniture to be delivered, primarily our bed and couch, which would be another week. And so after cleaning up, we decided to go for dinner and arrive back to our new home to spend our first night. We purchased an air mattress from Walmart to be our substitute and settled in to watch a movie before falling asleep. We'd both grown up never closing our bedroom doors at night, even though it's recommended by fire marshals, hint, hint. And to this day, we close and lock our bedroom door. You will soon find out why. However, this night was no different. Our bedroom door was wide open as usual. We both quickly fell into a slumber after turning off the television until we were awoken several hours later by an abrupt and alarming noise. We both jolted awake to the noise neither resident nor homeowner wants to hear in the middle of the night. All of our smoke alarms were going off together. Mind you, this was our very first night in our new apartment, and we had personally seen the maintenance crew check and exchange the batteries in our smoke alarms. But this becomes more concerning as we find out. My girlfriend jumps on her phone, calls the front security office, as I'm running around our apartment checking to see if there was really fire, big or small, while using a hand towel to fan the smoke alarms. This was one of the features that we fell in love with at our apartment, it was a secure compound with 24-hour security on call. Soon after my girlfriend got off the phone, all the alarms suddenly stopped together just as quickly as they started. A the security officer arrived shortly thereafter and walked through our apartment checking each alarm carefully, even the breaker panel. He was baffled, baffled even more so because he said our smoke alarms could not have gone off without the other two units below us having gone off as well, which he had checked, and they had it. He had no answer for us and told us to call them if it happened again. He bid us good night and left. We both looked at each other with hesitation, unsure of what really was going on. That was when I remembered I had looked over at the clock on my nightstand when the, the alarms first began going off. The, numeri- the numbers seared into my memory to this day. They said 3.33 a.m., or more notably as the witching hour. I decided not to share this information with my girlfriend, but instead told her we should go back to bed and the whole situation must have been an electrical issue. We had not been back in bed more than five minutes when the alarms proceeded to go off again. This time I jumped out of bed, slamming the bedroom door shut and wedging a couple of my dumbbells behind it. My girlfriend looked at me in the dark room. Her eyes were just as dilated, face pale, and skin covered in goosebumps as mine. She quickly told me to switch her sides to the bed she was sleeping closer to the door. Soon after closing the door, the alarms proceeded to stop and did not go off anymore that night or any other night thereafter. Years later, my wife and I were talking to friends about this situation when my wife shared something that echoed through me and immediately gave me shivers. As we were telling our story, she shared that she consistently saw what looked like a black mass in the shape of a tall male standing in our hallway looking into our bedroom and that she always felt watched when she was there. She couldn't even take a shower without having the curtains partially open. This shook me because I experienced the same thing. I'd be in the apartment in the evening and nighttime by myself as my girlfriend was at work and I would see the same black mass. I couldn't help but stay holed up in the bedroom with the same dumbbells behind the door until morning or until my girlfriend would get home, like a child does with her bed covers over their head. It got so bad that I couldn't even work up in the loft of our apartment where my computer station and drafting table were at in night in fear of having to come down the stairs and walk to the bedroom with my back to the hallway. And When I did, I won't lie. I'd run like a little child to our room. We moved out after our one-year lease was up, and since I've become believers in the paranormal, love watching and listening to shows and podcasts, but not without continuing to get creeped out and covered in goosebumps at night and occasionally taking Sage to the house just as a precaution. My wife turned me on to your show. I love listening to it on my lunch breaks and on the way home. have recently become an EPP member, hopefully right soon to tell you some of the new electrical issues we've begun having in our new house. Thank you for reading. It's a nice, uh, nice place. Nice welcoming.
1: That's interesting that they were having issues like that in that house, and now they've got a new house, and they're having electrical issues, yeah,
0: it might not Is it be the them? house
1: yeah. now, if they're listening to us talk about this, we're totally freaking them out. Is it them? Um, but, yeah, I think it's it it kind of sounds like there was something there, obviously, trying to get their attention and mm-hmm. did. But I also get that feeling of living someplace where you feel like there's somebody watching you all the time. Yeah. Now I don't sleep with my door completely shut. Do I can't. No. I can't have it all the way shut.
0: No. I I always want it shut. Why do you want it open?
1: Not all the way. I just want it a crack. Why? maybe it's just having pets all these years and The oh, okay. pets need to come in and out I don't know maybe well, that's it well
0: that makes some sense
1: but I just can't have it all the way shut in but like I also don't want like a closet door all the way open because mm-hmm. I and I don't have a creepy house I just it's just weird I just, but that's interesting yeah. that that happened to them and then they um the maintenance guy whoever it was who they contacted was like, no, the house below that, or the apartment below, they would have had the same issue. Yeah, and then they he leaves or whatever, and it happens right right away again. Yeah, you know, so it's obviously something trying to get their attention.
0: Yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely agree. And,
1: and then you got a freaking one year lease, so you're stuck. I wonder you can't move if you want to. How often
0: do you think landlords get people coming up and saying, Um, this is haunted? I'd like to please get out of my lease.
1: I would imagine it happens more than um the paranormal experiences do. Yeah. People just went out of their lease. So they just you know, there's a evil spirit in that apartment and there's not.
0: It's like they're just trying to break a lease. But I wonder how how detailed they get with the story, if it's just like that, or if they're like, and look at this video. And uh, I don't know, because you'd think you'd have to go in there with some sort of evidence if you're going to pull that off.
1: And I would also think that that wouldn't be the, if it really was a haunted apartment, makes me think somebody else had the experience as well.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: Or is it them?
0: Is it them? That is the question. Let's go to another caller. Hi, let's hear your uh, your ghost story.
3: And I'm a real estate agent. Love your show. I love listening to it and uh, always gives me the creeps And when I'm walking my dogs through the dark park at night. Anyway, so um, I just thought this would be a good one to tell among others, but I, uh, I'm a real estate agent. So, excuse me, I was showing um, a couple with a four-year-old houses and I the first couple houses I had met them at um cute little kid he was kind of you know into his own world and uh hi- kind of hyper didn't <clears throat> didn't relate didn't talk to me too much cuz he's kind of shy um anyway the third time I would met them they said uh they said that their 4-year-old had asked before they came to see me if my dad was going to be there again and uh We just brushed it off, thought it was funny, but then, when I was actually walking my dogs in the park that night, I realized that the day I went to show the house to them that third time um or the the second time before he had asked about it, my dad being there um we'd had a really bad time in our family my My nephew actually was um held up a hospital in a small town um And uh, the town was under lockdown. It was pretty, pretty awful. He had been um, prescribed opioids at 15 years old by a well-known doctor in New York State who was actually arrested a month before this happened to him and to our family. Um, But that morning before I showed him the house, um, I had come across a stuffed animal that my mother, my father has passed away from Alzheimer's. But she had made us all teddy bears with his housecoat material. And I'd found the teddy bear that morning when my nephew was in trouble. And I had prayed that my dad would look after us and um, be with us. And I always keep a picture of him on my dashboard, actually. And I talked to him a few times that day. And I was walking the dogs and realized that he... That's the day he had asked if my dad was going to be there, and I called his parents right away, and I said, "I just wanted to let you know this is what happened." And it really shocked me when I realized what he had asked. And and the the father actually answered the phone, and he said it didn't surprise him at all that his son talks to people, sees people all the time. So I just uh, I just uh, thought that was a sign that my dad really was there, looking after us and all's well that ends well. (laughs) It's getting better, and he looked after us. So, all right, thanks, and I will be listening. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for sharing that story with us. What's your thoughts on that one?
1: That was fascinating to me, because I thought the story was going to be one thing. Like I thought it was a realtor showing a house and something scary happened in the house. I didn't realize it was going to go back to her own personal life. Mm -hmm. That was fascinating. But, you know, it's interesting that the kid would say that at a time when that would, like he would be there with them. If he could, you know, to look out after them, their family's going through a lot. And that's when I would think, if you've passed, if you can come back and help those people, that's when you would do it. Yeah. And that's when the kids saw him. That's just really, really interesting. I think. And it, I, I totally do think it was her dad.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's interesting where sometimes it's like, it's not just somebody that's just suddenly reaching out or really wanting or longing for it. It just kind of happens in the moments you don't expect it.
1: And you could hear it in her voice too. Like the yeah. whole thing with her nephew really was traumatic and really
0: affected her. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And
1: that's when she really needed that
0: mm-hmm. comfort
1: and her dad was there. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that, uh, that one with us. Uh, if you got a ghost story, share it with us at 855-853-4802, or you can write in at real ghost That's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online. Want to get access to our show commercial free? Get advanced episodes, also get the bonus episodes, new ones every single week exclusively for our supporters. Then become an EPP, an extra podcast person. You can do it through Apple Podcasts and try three days free on our subscription channel over there. Not on Apple, Patreon.com slash Stories or GhostPodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.